Actually, hold on a second. Up three, two, one, we're in. So you're actually recording this time? Yep. Wonderful. I'll edit this part out. Welcome, everyone, to the Mile High Champions League Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, the Commissioner. With me, as always, are Big Nolski and Benjamin John, the Jackhammer Griffiths. How are you That's guys doing today? That's what they tonight? told me. Fantastic. I'm doing okay. How are you, Michael? <laughs> I'm t- you know, um, I-, I thought, going along the theme of fuck it, I have um, a triple hopped lager tonight. So let's just start off with our drink check. Triple hopped lager, which is bitter, and my rum, which is sweet. So I'm basically like a chef. So I'm I'm doing smart things with that. So uh, let's go to Noel. What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking. I can't remember the name or the brand of it, but it's Scotch from Total Wine and More, one of their uh, direct brands or whatnot. The mystery Scotch. Yum. Is it gasoline? All right, Ben. What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a margarita with some fresh squeezed lime juice. Very delicious. Ooh. Yeah, uh, margaritas with fresh squeezed lime juice. They, that makes a huge difference. It does. Um, and I, I sure hope to God, Ben, if you used Jose Cuervo, you can just hang up right now. So let yeah. me ask you, what did you use? Uh, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong. Cazadores. Oh, good man. That is yeah. the that is good stuff for how cheap it is. Yeah, that's a good price point. I'm sure it'll get raised be- before too long when they realize they can. Yes. Uh, they, yes, that is good tequila. So for those of you out there, we do not own stock in the Mexican tequila company, but you should go out and buy it. So, all right, gentlemen. I own a lot of liver damage from it. Oh, well, that's just 2020. That's just part and parcel of being a human being in 2020. Uh, well, I also damage. thought about uh, tonight in, in the grand scheme of our great leadership. We should just interrupt each other like constantly. What? What did no, you say? Ben, no. You, you, ben, why, why do you hate America? Why do you hate America? Seriously. Ben, I don't understand. Ben. Don't hate ben, America. Ben. 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 What? No. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get started with some football. That's what people are tuning into, maybe. Um, our podcast tonight is sponsored by Buzz Cola. Twice the sugar, twice the caffeine. Now let's go through the pro forma stuff, which is who won what? And that starts off with the most valuable team, which is humbly yours truly, the Lincoln's Mavericks for week three. Hooray. Most valuable player. Yay, go me. The most valuable player is Alvin Kamara on and into the Flames team. Congratulations there, Benjamin. We'll get into what made him so spectacular this week. And then showing up in grand fashion to win by one point and earning a whopping 21 points from his kicker and punter is Gronk's party boat. So way to go, Josh. You win that part. And lastly, in the survival challenge, we have to say goodbye to the galloping gonorrheas who unfortunately only scored 84 points. And thus, we say goodbye to him in the survival challenge. Still left are Ben, Molly, Vanessa, Courtney, myself, Brandon, the other Larson, Nick, and Big Nolski. So, gentlemen, how do you think about, or what do you think about talking football tonight? 
Let's I suppose that's why we're here. All right. As you all know, for those of you who have been listening in on the season, we have a highly structured plan for our presentation tonight. In fact, Ben, before we got on, was like, are we not are we not preparing? Like, are we not doing what we used to? Like, huh? Uh, so what? Um, what, I, what I'm going to do here is I'd like to make it mm, – let's just go with the flow here, guys. Let's look at – again, starting with my game because that's just the way the computer has it. Null. Tell me one reason why my team won, and Ben, tell me one reason why Larson of the Matthew variety, why his team lost. Noel, you go first. Okay. Um, let's go with the Chargers offense. That's why. I would completely agree, because both Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler put up a combined 60 points, and which is a, they showed up. They showed up. I mean, Keenan Allen's beard shows up every day, but every day. Damn. All right, Ben. What happened on Larson's team? Well, uh, you know, some decent performances, I would say, from from four players. But uh, when you get single digits from the rest of your team, I mean, th there's there's really no glaring issues. But nobody really sh really shined except for Josh Allen with thirty points. So just yeah, which... a bit of a lackluster performance. Not bad, but. Uh, you know, not gonna not gonna uh, take down the the uh, highest scoring team for the week for sure. No, no. At least he wasn't the. Uh, even though we can't give out awards anymore, the Lucky Duck Award, or excuse me, the Everybody But Award. That ooh, that's a brutal. That's a brutal one to win. That one sucks. Uh, Noel, yes, Noel. Um, I want you to guess for me who the number two quarterback is throughout the first three weeks. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. That's exactly right, because I kind of just laid it up yeah. there. Josh Allen is the number two quarterback. Just, just breathe that one right three in. Three weeks. I got he's, it. Good job. Well, he's beating guys like, I don't know, Mitchell Trubisky. You might be familiar with him. Uh, he's beating, actually, he's beating Dak Prescott. He's beating Cam Newton. He is beating... Lamar Jackson, he's basically beating everybody here. Kyler Murray, the, he's even beating Patrick Mahomes. So if you had told me in week three that the Buffalo Bills quarterback was doing better than Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Patrick Mahomes, I'd say, yeah, actually that makes sense. It's 2020, so go fuck me. So let's go <laughs> on to the Kenfield versus the Galloping Gonorrhea's game. Now let's switch it up here. Noel? I want you to tell me why Grant's team lost this week. And Ben, tell me in less than 10 words what happened with Kenfield's team to give him a victory. Oof. Uh, well, you know, as Ben said in the last one, if you have several players scoring in single digits and only three scoring in double digits and none of them eclipsing 20 points, you're going to have a bad week. You're going to have a bad time. All right, Ben, 10 words or less. Kenfield, glorious week for him. Why did he win? In less than 10 words, he won because he's good. I didn't count that, but I'm going to just trust you there. I, I would have just. 10, so I'm fired. Oh, well, hey, I said 10 or less. So actually, well, you're, you're 10 or right less. On. I think it's less than 10. Okay, we're good. We're good. Good job, Ben. I, I knew you could do it. You're very good at stuff like that. Now, <laughs> I would have said Joseph Charlton in a suit that's it that's why he won his punter is wearing a suit in his photo <laughs> that's, 
That's all you need to know for Kenfield's victory. It looks victory. like so, it doesn't fit right either. He wants to like sell you a Kia. Come on, guys. It's like... <laughs> I know you've been looking at this Fiat 500, but let me tell you, the Fiat 500L is even worse. Take it out for a spin. Yeah, he does look like a used car salesman, like fresh out of college used car salesman. So congratulations, Kenfield, one and two, fourth in the Pacific, not great, but at least you won a game. One and two, third in the Pacific division for Grant here, and I forgot to say, one and two, even with my shit record, my first win of the season, I'm second in the Mountain Division, and I beat Brana. Uh, the other Brandon, Matt Larson, who is now third in the Mountain Division. So weird. At any rate, Benjamin John the Jackhammer. Let's look at your game. Now, you played w what is known in the Bible as the Brando, who the just Brando. the wins. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. He just wins at fantasy football. It's just a thing. It's like, oh, one's up today. Oh, Brandon's winning in fantasy football. He's just that good. So... Ben, you take a break, you enjoy your beverage, you relax a bit. Noel, I would like you to tell me, and I think it's fairly obvious here, who did well on Ben's team, which is Alvin Kamara with 43 <laughs> points, as we've already talked about, MVP of the week. I mean, dude is ridiculous. He, here's the he only had six carries and scored 43 mm -hmm. points. He had yep. six carries, 58 yards, and averaged just about a first down, 9.7 yards. Where he got his payday is 13 receptions for 139 yards and two touchdowns. So Benjamin John, number one running back through three weeks, Alvin Kamara, worth every penny you paid for him, which was $78. Probably should have gone for 80-something. So good <laughs> pick, Ben. I, I unfortunately didn't pan out for you this week, but hey. 124 points in our new scoring system is a good place to be. In fact, if you look at it, you would have beaten pretty much every other team except for the Buffaloes and myself this week. So I know it sucks losing. I'm not trying to diminish that in any way, shape, or form. I'm just trying to offer a silver lining, if you will, that your loss portends future victories just by how well your team did. So, Noel, we had some good players on Brandon's side, Dak Prescott, Derek Henry, which I think he's confused because it's the first half of the season. Allen Robinson, <laughs> the second, and Robert Woods. Of those guys, who won the game for Brandon? Absolutely Allen Robinson because he was having kind of a low game until Trubisky got benched, and uh, Big Dick Nick Foles went into the game, and, yeah, that, that was it. Took it over the top. Um, yeah. I know it's the most points, but still. It was big plays towards the end of the game. Seal the, seal the victory for the brand dog. Right, no, do they, really, they really call him that? No. Oh, it, no. Oh, no, 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 they do. In, in, in uh, Philadelphia, at least, there was, I think, some Philadelphia Eagles player at the time mentioned that like they saw his wang in the locker room, and it's huge. Oh, well, I think it was things, more trolling than I media. I didn't know the things I didn't even know, but sure. There you go. Yeah. I guess I, I did ask, so. So what know. I... What I want you guys to do, and I've I've looked, so I'm I'm giving you the green light that it's not I'm not trying to troll you. If you Google Big Dick Nick Foles tattoo, you are gonna see some pretty interesting things out there. The one that got me is the fourth picture on Google, which are two what I can only describe as very high class little I don't even know what they are. Women, I guess is the best way to describe these two two people. 
there's there's two funny things about this photo. Both of them are pulling their lower lips down and have shown a tattoo on their lower lips that says Big Dick Nick. Nice. First of all, ow. And second of all, the other thing that I noticed, which is just it's just Philadelphia. Bad things happen in Philadelphia. It just kind of just shows you what happens in Philadelphia. The guy taking the picture is holding his phone like a communist. Like, look in the girl on the right side. They're both wearing reflective sunglasses. Who takes pictures like that? People <laughs> hold their phone like... I'm looking at it. Yeah, like... <laughs> What? Like, who does that? That guy is clearly a Russian spy. Like, there is no way he is not a communist. So anyways, do yourself a favor. Google Big Dick Nick Foles tattoo. Find these glorious women. And then look in the right, the far right sunglasses. The four, you will see our communist friend taking a picture like a communist. Now, let's move on to, uh, I know, let's go. <laughs> they are communists. Let's go on to Noel's game versus Molly. Now, Noel... You go ahead and take a break. You earned it. Uh, ben and I will uh, rip your team apart mercilessly, and uh, let's let's just go from here. So, Ben, I think it's easy to to looking at the games here. I think it's easy to say Molly won because of Patrick Mahomes, thirty nine <laughs> points. Thirty nine points in our modern scoring system is ridiculous. That's what you would expect to get like a tight end last year or even a punter in last year's scoring system. <laughs> but for a quarterback, a now... A punter on an off day. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was throwing left-handed. He was throwing with one arm behind his back. He, he still did... This is what... His stats were ridiculous. 31 for 42. He completed 73, almost 74% of his passes for 385 yards and four touchdowns. Oh, and by the way, he ran the ball for 26 yards and scored a touchdown. 39 and points. One of his touchdown passes was to an offensive lineman. <laughs> ah, so and there you go. To a fullback. It was a heck of a day. I, 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 I do wonder if Mahomes has ever thought about trying to be a good player. Like, ever <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all I can say as a, uh, a person who deals with investments, buy Patrick Mahomes' autographed material now so that when he gets into the Hall of Fame, it'll go up in value. Because this dude through his career has already – well, he's already won a Super Bowl. He's already shown that he is absolutely fantastic by not just winning Molly a game, but just being outstanding at, in the NFL. So I've already basically just picked apart Molly's team there, except for I had to razzle for this one. Deontay Johnson – now, he must have gotten hurt because he scored zero points. I believe um, he was a – like game time decision, those horrible things that happen in fantasy. Mm, yeah, I guess people have lives and can't be checking their fantasies five minutes yes, before. Yes, they're, they're flesh and game. bone too. Like the actual <laughs> players are, so you know they're not uh, robots. Well, that sucks. Like, I mean, you know, she she got the W, which is the most important thing. But you know, there's so often it comes down to those points near the end of the season. It's just every point counts, especially now since. We're not getting 300 points out of a single player. Yeah, that's true. So, Ben, I, I want you to just tell me why you think Noel's team lost. But first, Noel, I have to sympathize with you and give you shit. Because James Robinson, he played his heart out for you, yep. Noel. I, I saw the love letter that he wrote. He said, dear Noel, I am going to play super well on Sunday. And I think you should start me. And Noel said, a pox on your house and he tore up the love letter and he burned it and it was just horrible and then James Robinson on Noel's bench scored 30 points had he been in obviously Noel would have won the game 
But Ben, tell me why you believe Noel Noel lost this game. I think you just answered my the question you just asked. But whatever. Uh, So you know, Noel had uh, not particularly bad bad performance all around. I mean, he got the big old goose egg out of the punter. You know that that starts starts out poorly, but punter's a punter. Um, Marquise Brown, um, surprisingly, you know, a high offense game, not going, not a lot going on there. Uh, and then just all around, you know, not bad performances. Joe Mixon kind of dropped the ball a little bit, if you will. Colts defense just lighting it up <laughs> with his top player at 27 points. And again, like you know, it's you gonna know, be bad if your up. defense is a top scoring player, even with 27. Well, yeah, points. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But 27 points, you know, that's like again in the in the redefined uh, scoring area. That's that's pretty good. You know, no, I think you I think you got a pretty well rounded team, and it's so early. Uh, you know, the, we're, we're about to get into Vanessa's game, but um, she's the only undefeated left. It's truly, as opposed to I think many other years, is anyone's anyone's game this this year. Agreed. So I, I think. <clears throat> I think the Jets now are the team where you're like, years ago is whoever's playing the Cleveland Browns start that defense. Now, I think this year, my not really that bold of a call, I think the uh, whoever's playing the Jets, you know, you might want to start their defense. Just it's the Broncos because this week. It sure is. And they play tomorrow, which I should say, I should announce this every every time just so you have a sense of time. We are recording this on Wednesday evening, so we don't have any live games going on like we did last week with Fitzmagic, which, by the way, I have two comments about that. <laughs> Number one, um, I feel like we covered Keanu Reeves enough last week, Noel. I don't really know if we need to dive into it again besides saying that he is awesome. And number two, I forgot that Ryan Fitzpatrick threw the ball into a defensive lineman, caught it, and then ran. So that's just... That's just good sportsmanship with a beard, I think. So, at any rate, Ben, I completely agree with your analysis. My my only commentary is, Noel, I think you lost this week exclusively because of your punter. And here's why. His name is Mitch Wishnowski, which sounds like, like a child's makeup, you know, kind of play thing. Like, Wazowski. <laughs> if you could have a wish and what would it be and like when could you have it what would it be he's like well i'd have a wish now ski and he's my friend and yeah so and by the way he looks huge for a punt he looks like a linebacker so i blame the oh, subject, 877 wish now ski <laughs> your money use it when you're at derp so yeah sorry no sorry for the loss um i, I still think You've got a good team, or so not not really as bad, and it's not as painful as Courtney's loss, who lost one hundred three to one hundred four. Oh going into yeah, going into the last few games of the night, she even said to me, "Oh, I, I got this in the bag because all Josh had was Will Lutz." But let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. Will Lutz is Will Lutz. He is. He put up thirteen points this week. So he hasn't had the best week the last week, but he put up 10 in the first week, 6 in week 2, 13 in week 3. That means he outperformed Matt Ryan on Courtney's team, as well as A.J. Green, the Vikings D, and Matt Hack. Almost the Vikings D, McManus, and Matt Hack combined, mind you. The, the I think, thing that really was a struggle 
was the fact that Travis Kelsey was still playing. He, they were on the Monday night game. And with Kelsey, man, you can expect, generally, you expect big things. He's been averaging 18 points a game. He's the number one tight end through the first three weeks. Got her 14 points. He was projected 15. Had he gotten his projection, Courtney would have won, not just because they would have been 104-104, but even with Matt Ryan's shitty 11-point game, the way that the tiebreaker works in our league, it goes to who has the most points at quarterback next. So if you, if you have a tie score, they say, well, all right, quarterbacks, who scored more points? Matt Where's Ryan. Minshew? Well, um, <laughs> yeah, he did start Minshew, which, I mean, holy crap, dodging a bullet. Now, now Minshew's mustache, I think, won him the game, but he only had nine <laughs> points. So Courtney had Kelsey done what, what was expected of him, uh, then that would have been a, a game in, in Courtney's favor. But, hey, this is fantasy football. As we all know, there is an X factor that if you don't pray to the fantasy gods, you're not going to win. So You know it also is a dagger here, Mike? Please go ahead. Um, and yet their third devastatingly stupid loss of the season, where Atlanta held a f- sizable lead, double digits, going into the second half and lost it. They decided to be aggressive rather than sit on the lead. And Matt Ryan threw a late game pick which had he not done that had they run the ball had he not thrown such an aggressive pass again would have been a win for courtney i I gotta say i gotta interject here respectfully and uh sir sir my good sir ben ben start talking ben 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 michael mike yes ben go ahead and talk just kidding ben talk ben right now talk go ahead I'm so confused. Ben, talk. So, and why aren't you talking? <laughs> talk. Oh, talk. Well, you're gonna shut up, man. Anyway, um, so I was gonna I was gonna comment that I I think, and this is coming from a Broncos fan. I should be careful what I say. I think the Browns are the cursed bad team. Like they they're just no matter what they do, they make all the right moves. They're still cursed and they're bad. Atlanta's the cursed good team. Like. They, they always have the right pieces on offense. I mean, they don't always have the best defense, but like they should be winning games, and they just don't. That's the, a really good observation, Ben. I, I, I completely Falcons. agree with you. Yeah, because how many times have you heard, like, it's happened. It's happened to the Packers. It's happened to the Cowboys. Where, like, they sh- or it's happened to the Seahawks oh. in a very notorious game. You, you expect these teams to do better, especially with what I believe is a future Hall of Famer in Matt Ryan. And all of a sudden, they just shit the bed. Like, the Falcons should be perennially good, and they're not. And I I think that's also their GM's fault to some degree because they've given up some remarkable players. Now they've kept Julio Jones. They've kept Matt Ryan. But at the same time, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, really? I I think that's a really good observation, Ben. So thank you for that excellent commentary. Now let's wrap up the review. We have a lover's quarrel between Nick and Vanessa here. Vinny was the, the winner here. She is 3-0 and and on top of the league. This is just how Vanny plays fantasy football. She's just been on fire the last couple of years. She's 3-0. and Nick is 1-2. and Now, Noel, I want you to – let's see. What's a fun little thing we can do here? I want you to pick which player on Vanessa's team won it for her. And which one you thought should have done better. And then, Benjamin, 
I want you to look at Nick's team and tell me why he lost this week and who you were impressed by. Noel, take it away. Russell Wilson is why she won, and who should have done better is Adam Thielen. Wonderful. Ben, what do you think? Uh, what's my mandate? I wasn't paying attention. You are supposed to talk. Uh, I don't even remember what I asked of you two seconds ago. <laughs> Can you answer the question? Come on, Ben. Sir, sir, okay. sir, Ben, okay. Ben, Ben. Come on, Ben. Well, so ben. all around, um, ben. yes. Ben. Michael. <laughs> well, I have to say, you know, just a glaringly obvious point, uh, Melvin Gordon is, there's, you know, Broncos don't have an yeah. offense, so – and then there's there's Mark Ingram. So those those two, um, you know, solid running backs, but you know didn't do anything for for Nick here. Uh, you know, top performance set by DeAndre Hopkins is De- you know he's DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, d- despite that loss, but all around you know Nick's didn't have a, a terrible day, but just too many single digit performances and zero points from the kicker. You know, Picker. and this got twelve points. Ben. Punter, punter, kicker, <laughs> shot. Damn it! Uh, ah, hacker. Um. <laughs> you okay, man? Yeah. Did you want to talk? You want, you want to take a breather? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Blankenship obviously had a good game at twelve points, but um, so Nick's Nick's uh, Nick's. I, I haven't really, honestly, followed, tracked his team too much this year, but. I think he's got some some a little bit of boomer bust, so we'll see where it goes. Um, yeah, I mean he's got plenty of talent, but it's all de- all depending on on which teams uh, the matchups. I would say for him, it's because he's too much of a nerd, Mister Scientist. Mister Scientist, Mister So Called Scientist. How does he got to know things? <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, well, thank you, Ben. I appreciate your commentary there. Now let's go on to the preview for the week. And fuck, I just realized that my quarterback and tight end are both in postponed games. So, Noel, I might as well gift wrap you a win this week because Hooray! shit, shit, and fuck, and fucking balls. So shit. You guys so, know twenty twenty sucks. Yeah, you remember twenty <laughs> twenty? That's funny. So let's um, let's look at Ben. You, I know, I know, Ben. I know. So close. So let's. Not uh, your fault. It's not your fault, man. Noel, you and I. Let's take a breather. Ben, I want you in a hundred words or less. I'll give you a little bit more leeway here. Who's going to win this week? And presuming that, okay, I want you to to look at two scenarios: the Steelers play, and the Steelers don't play. Go oh, ahead. God. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, r- right out of the gate, obviously, um, you know, twenty twenty, as we we anticipated, would present some interesting challenges. We didn't think that there was, or at least I didn't think there was any way that we were going to get through the season without somebody testing positive, multiple people testing positive. I mean, here we are, what week four? I'm surprised we we made it this far. Um, Lowered but... expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Noel. Oh no. So, on that note, uh, let, let's let's look at this game. Um, well, right now, you know, 
just using the uh, the simple projections. Uh, we got Noel at one fourteen and Michael at one fifteen. So you know, in terms of that simple metric, anyone's game. Uh, that being said, obviously, if Mike doesn't have his starting quarterback and tight end, that's going to present a problem. And so, interesting dynamic, you know, to the larger point. There's always quarterbacks in the waiver wire. We don't have a the deepest of leagues, but yes, sir. the problem is who do you who do you drop? You know, that's that's always the tough decision. Only four four uh, mm-hmm. four spots. What are you going to do? You know, right now it's read and postponed. What the hell does that mean? So tough decision. You know, so for me to call it, I don't know what I would say. So let's dive into the players a little bit. Um, pretty even matching matchups all around. Uh, Kyler Murray is uh, Noel's top projection at 21 points against Carolina. Uh, kind of going down the board, he's got a lot of double-digit projections from from all of his players because Noel drafts well. Um, you know, Metcalf's 15, Mixon's 15. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Jones, 15. And Jones has been very dangerous this year. So um, looking at Mike's team, uh, you know, obviously you want those 17 points from Roethlisberger. Davlin Cook, been great, uh, projected for 20 points. Uh, Austin Eckler for the Chargers at 17 points. You know, I, I, I'm going to – I would say the, the edge here is Mike's dilemma with the postponed games. So I'm going to have to call this one for Noel. And Ben, if I can just expand upon your point earlier about like who you, you may not, I may not. Damn it! All right, moving on. <laughs> I'd like to ask a question. I'd like to ask a question. Uh, <laughs> no, Mike, you have a very good bench here. Like, what do you do? Like, if say it'd be easier if you had a flex guy that was postponed, but you got Mike Davis, who last week showed us he's up to the task of not entirely replacing Christian McCaffrey, but did a damn good job. A.J. Brown, when healthy, is a stud. Jarvis Landry is the Cleveland Browns receiver to have. And Marvin Jones might be back. Like, that's the only player I might consider dropping, but I would not want to do that if I were you, Mike. It's You've got yourself a dilemma here. I don't know what to do. Ugh. Anyways, uh, Ben, I wasn't counting, but you were way the fuck over 100 words. But your analysis was good. So... We're going to send it to the courts, and they say they forgive you. So congratulations, Ben. Way to go. Now let's go on to the next game, the Spartans versus Grunks party boat. Now, <laughs> everyone seems to be bit by the Pittsburgh, Tennessee bug as Brandon has now lost Derrick Henry and old man Juju Smith-Schuster to this game. Josh has lost James Conner. Oh, boy. Potentially lost. I should say potentially. Potentially. Here we go. Potentially. Ben. 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 I said potentially. Michael. Mike, Michael. Why do you hate America? Why do you hate freedom? <laughs> uh, I love freedom. I love it. It's awesome. It allows me to drink a bitter beer and a, and a sweet rum at the same time. Oh, you had an apple teeny. Oh, remember that time we went to Seattle and I, I was super into scrubs, so I ordered an apple teeny? No, actually, I wasn't there, but yes. You were there. You broke the lamp in the uh, hotel room. Oh, remember? that time. I thought you meant the other time with the... Yes. Yes. <laughs> remember, remember, you remember. You broke you stuff. You remember. Anyways, let's let's talk a little football here. So Derrick Henry, 
I guess we just have to presume out. Judas Smith-Schuster, out. James Conner for Josh, out. Because, and, and those are big losses. James Conner's the 14th best running back. Derrick Henry, 11. Old man Juju Smith-Schuster, 9. So these are some serious people that are going to be out this week for these guys. So Seriously the projected serious. total, like very serious. The projected Cereal. total, like the most, the most serious. I have tremendous serious, all the serious. So, Noel, Golden Spartans is projected to get 86 points, whereas Josh is projected to get 90. Is, and I, all right, let's play a new game. Single word answers. If you don't mind, please respond to my questions in a single word answer. Noel, is this a bullshit projection or not? Yes. Ben, who is going to win? Brandon. All right. So there you go. That was a nice, easy game to analyze. I think that, as Ben put, it really comes down to whether or not Pittsburgh and Tennessee play. Because if so, I would actually throw my hat in for Brandon because it's Brandon and he's got a very good team. But don't count out Josh. He is 2-1, and one and he's got some incredible players on his team. Uh, he's got – this is who he has on his bench right now. Julio Jones, John Brown, David Johnson, and Rob Gronkowski. I'm fairly certain, except for perhaps John Brown, all of those people are going into the NFL Hall of Fame. So I well, think David Josh Johnson. is – What? Not no. David Johnson? No. All right, so, so half of his bench is going into the Hall of Fame. And I believe that – I mean, come on. That is a – like you were saying about my bench, Noel, if you've got a stacked bench, mm-hmm. it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's a great thing to have because you have fillers. But at the same time, if you need to drop somebody, what do you do? Yeah, what do five you do, weeks ben? haven't even started. I know. I know. Which I, I know I need to ask you a question because <laughs> I, I haven't looked into it, and I honestly don't know what is going on with bye weeks. Are they even going to have bye weeks this year? Uh, right now, they're scheduled to have bye weeks, but uh, with the whole uh, Rona situation, for example, the games between both Pittsburgh and Tennessee and whoever the hell the Vikings are playing, I forget, pardon me, um, the Texans, uh, those could possibly be postponed until the bye weeks for each team, in which case they'll like flip them all around. It'll be a fun sort of calculus slash uh, shit show. But uh, <laughs> the bye weeks are in the schedule. It's just now we might see more movement than we've ever seen before. Doesn't calculus slash shit show basically describe all of our experience with math classes in high school? Maybe besides Nick in high school and college. Goddamn nerd. Just like, yeah, just like, yeah, I'm taking a math class and I get it, but it's also a shit show. You understand the core concepts of the questions that they give you. And then in the actual exam, they're like, <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to throw a question at you that we didn't teach. Go fuck yourself. So anyways, let's go on to Ben's game because football. So I, I want to interject here just re- really quick. I have to I have to do a sidebar. Uh, yeah. I know we, we, we mentioned this during the uh, draft, but I just love that Brandon has both Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, it's, it's not as There's cool no as way he's holding on to both end. those players all year. You just – it's just gonna be like people like rapidly watching the waiver wire to see who he drops first, and he won't because he's Brandon. So he'll have both, and he'll keep winning. <laughs> he'll that's just, what he he'll does. Just, he'll have postponed games and everything. He won't even play players. He'll be just like whatever. I'm holding on Rogers for the rest of my life. I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> I guarantee you. 
that Brandon is laughing as we record this, not even as it's published. Brandon <laughs> is laughing as we record this because he knows <laughs> that he has Dak Prescott, who's number four, and Aaron Rodgers, who's number six. So, yeah, it's that's just the way Brandon plays, and can you fault him? The dude's just got fake fantasy football, no, real fantasy football rings, fake uh, championship rings all over his finger. So what are you going to do? Ben, I want I you I want you to tell me why you are 2-1 and one and leader in the Pacific Division and whether or not you believe you can beat the gonorrheas this week. Go. Well, you know, I, I, just pointing out the fact that I beat Courtney by one point, so – Two and one versus one and two. I'm gonna have to pray to the fantasy gods on that one and, and thank them dearly. Uh, I, I'm liking my team th- this year, you know, all around. I, I there, there's some like I was I was hesitant on the o- Odell Beckham. I was because you know I don't like I don't like the egos on the teams. I feel like they just drag down teams. But I got them for too cheap and and. But you know, other than that, I I, I think I got a, a well-rounded team. I think I can uh, be competitive. But um, I think I don't think anyone really drafted too poorly this year. So I just I'm not going to say I'm just going to run away with it. Um, but uh, you know, so at the end of the season, I, I think I'm going to have a winning record, and we'll we'll see how it lands. But uh, Grant, I think is um, definitely due from the fantasy gods. For a solid season, and he has a solid team to, to back it up. You know, just looking at some of these projections. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, uh, Calvin Ridley. He's got a solid team. Um, you know, maybe not. You know, I would say his his bench could use a, a little work. Um, you know, but the, there's going to be, especially this year, there's going to be some some plenty of sleepers to. Uh, to show up so um i guess i might have a- answered more than you asked but um i might have to give this since you didn't ask give this game to grant even though i don't want to yeah well i as we talked about in previous podcasts i think the the nice thing about the mile high champions league is that we're all humble in victory that we're not one of those leagues that just throws shade and shit out there for no reason at all. Now, I have uh, a couple of things I want to comment in regards to Grant's team, which is he has the number five tight end on his team riding the bench because he has the number three tight end in Noah Fontier. So I think Grant drafted very well this year, and it breaks my heart just a little bit that he's got Joe Burrow starting at quarterback because I tra- I drafted him for a dollar and I dropped him because I was I don't know probably drunk at the time I, I dropped him because I needed somebody else uh, probably the guy that's hurt on my bench and uh, yeah I, I really I do think Grant's team is underperforming expectations he shouldn't be one and two I think he should be more of a uh, I think he's going to make a decent run at the playoffs this year probably finish somewhere in the eight to six range. Eight and six range, I should say. Now let's go on to Courtney's team versus Kenfield's team, which we've got two one and two teams here, both in the bottom of their divisions. Noel, I would love if you could please tell me who's going to win this week and why. I am really sorry, Courtney, but I think this one is Kenfield's because 
Lamar Jackson had a abysmal week last week, and it was against a team that somehow kind of seems to have cracked the code. Oh, you said the secret word, abysmal. Ding, 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 drink, drink, drink. Damn it. Um, And he's playing against a Washington football team who their best pass rusher is out with a groin injury, I believe, and their offense is in shambles. So that's a great week to bounce back. Uh, Miles Sanders is dinged up, is going to play again, had a pretty good week last week. He's basically the only option because Carson Wentz sucks now and the receivers are all dead. Uh, Hayden Hurst, good game. And, yeah, there's just... There's too many things to like as far as bounce-back performances for Kenfield's team, and uh, Matt Ryan's going to get beat up for Courtney's team. And, yeah, uh, that's that's it. That's it, Mike. It's uh, Lamar Jackson, essentially, in in one, t- one two words. One name. Things. Can I talk <laughs> now, please? This be a close one. <laughs> close. <Okay. laughs> Where the numbers are so hard. Like, so, just so hard. Hey, what is, what is, okay, Again, sidebar. Why does Kenfield have two defenses and an empty bench spot? Ben, don't don't question Kenfield's genius. <laughs> He's trying to find it working. Like, yeah, okay, so he could easily, easily go and pick up somebody for his bench. Ben, why ben. would you? If he it'll fill you up, Ben. ben. <laughs> Ben. He added Saquon Barkley to the ben. IR despite the fact that Saquon Barkley is not going to play again at all this season, but he won't <laughs> fill that bench spot. Ben! Ben, Ben, come on. Ben, Ben, Ben. Ben. I think I, feel, I need to mention that the, quote-unquote, I don't know why I put it in quotes, the defense that he is stashing is the 18th overall, so he's not even stashing a good defense. <laughs> Oh, it's the Bears right defense of yore, Michael. It's from like our first season where they were amazing. But now they're okay. <laughs> yeah, so he's stashing an, a mediocre defense on his so he's got, he's got two free bench spots open. And hey, that's Derek his Carr. strategy. <laughs> and he's got Derek Carr. So he's got three essentially positions that he could fill because you could stream in the My Life Champions League easily. You can stream quarterbacks, defenses, kickers, and punters. So Ken Fields has three spots he could fill here, but it's his team. He's welcome to do whatever he wants with it. Hey, his his logo has a pineapple on it. So so he automatically wins, as far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned, anybody that likes pineapple is a winner in my book, and Ooh. I'm not being facetious. I love pineapple. And let me tell you something. Yep, that, that's a given. I've already polished off my glass of rum here. Let me tell you a quick story. On my honeymoon, they uh, they had buffets on the cruise ship that we were on. I ate so much pineapple that I actually got sick because I just I love pineapple. So I'm not being facetious when I say I really like the fact Kenfield has a pineapple on this helmet because I love pineapple. Now, Noel, now let me actually, Ben, I'm going to pick on you this time. I'm going to pick okay, on good. you. And what I want you to do is less than 20,000 words. I would like you to. T- <laughs> I can cover that. Okay, good. Um, I want you, actually, Ben. No, 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 no. Time out. Time out. Fuck that shit. Time out. Noel okay. and Ben. I want, I'm going to do this single word game here. 
I'm going to ask each of you some questions. Jesus Christ. Each of you some questions here, and I would love if you could answer. Noel, who's going to win? Between which game? It's the Space Force and the Rams. I must have missed that. Uh, That's more than one word. I'm going to go with the Rams. That is way more than one word. Noel, excuse me. The other Noel. Ben, who do you think is going to win? Space Force. Noel, which position is going to win for the winning team this week? QB. Ben, what do you think? Mm, Running back. Noel, who has the better defense? Space Force. Ben, who do you think has the better defense? Space Force. Of the Kansas City Chief players who are each on Nick's team, and Larson's team of the Matthew variety, respectively. Tyreek Hill for Nick, Clyde's Edwards Hilaire, which I love his name, for Larson. Noel, who is more impactful? Buttlicker. <laughs> I'm Butt sorry. Let me, let me rephrase that question. Who is more impactful between Tyreek Hill and Clyde's Edwards Oh, okay. Uh, Not necessarily the kicker that's on the Chiefs def- or defense. Clyde play? Edwards Hilaire this week. Wonderful. Ben, your thoughts? Claude Edwards Hilaire. Interesting. So both of you picked the running back in this case for, versus Tyreek Hill. I find that fascinating. In fact, I think ESPN agrees with you because even though the fact that Tyreek Hill is a sixth best white – God, to the alcohol's kicking in, my tongue is getting in the way of the words I'm speaking. So what I was, It happens. Some, what I was trying to say – is that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is projected to get 18 points versus Tyreek Hill, who is projected to get 15. So the computer agrees with you both. Now, last question here for you guys. Since these are... Uh, it's an interesting play here, but who has the better punter? Noel, you first. Dixon for Seattle, playing for the Rams. And Ben, what about you? Brian Anger. Okay, and then lastly, may I point out the fact that Nick has a kicker who I've never heard of whose name is Rodrigo Blankenship. And his picture kind of reminds me of Ben, actually. It's the glasses, man. It's the glasses. He's studly. So let's, let's go on to the last game. We have sister versus sister. We have 2-1-1 Molly versus 3-0 Vanessa. Both of these teams are off to a great start here in 2020. I don't know if I, I don't know if I do want to do a game again, so let me actually turn this one over to Noel. Noel, I would love if you could, please, direct Ben and I to analyze this game. All right. Well, so this is a showdown between... Perhaps, I, Mike, you're, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the two highest-scoring quarter. Well, sorry, two of the highest-scoring quarterbacks because Josh Allen is not in the mix. Which of these totally MVP candidate quarterbacks through week three, going to week four here, is going to have the better game? Ben? Uh, Russell Wilson at Miami, for sure. <laughs> Mike? I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes because New England's offense is potent, so he's going to have to throw more. Interesting. 
It's true. And uh, I should mention this as well. We're talking about players on any well, any offense this team is playing against New England. Belichick is always looking to shut down basically one player. So if he focuses on Hill, which he might do, that will drive Hill down. But if he focuses on Kelsey, then watch for Hill. It's, it's crazy. For, okay, but back to the game here. I don't know if Carson is going to play because of a dirty hit from one of the Cowboys players last week. But if he does play, do you like Carson's consistency here? Or the J.K. Dobbins upside, which has not so far come to fruition? Ben? Uh, I think she's going to have to sit Dobbins this, this week. Um, cause I agree with that upside. I, I just, you know, at Washington, it's favorite matchup, but no, I, I, I don't, I don't see that happening. Mike. I like Chris Carson here because I'm a statistics guy. And if you look at his stats, he's, he's falling off. There's no doubt about that. His trajectory is down, but at least he scored double digits in every single game. In fact, he's a top 10, top 10 running back through the first three weeks. So my vote is for Chris Carson. All right. This next question is boomer bust. Do you think Julian Edelman will boom like he did in week two or bust like he did in week three? Mike. I think he's going to boom just because he looks like Ben. Oh, wow. I think that's a compliment. I look like a lot of NFL players, apparently. Only I wasn't 5'7". <laughs> Uh, Julian Edelman is, is not the, the tallest guy out there, but he's a stud. It was a it was a shadow compliment, Ben. It was a shadow compliment well, on multiple levels. He's a bearded gentleman, and he's the second coming of Wes Welker, who I remember hearing like some DJs talk about how Peyton Manning just looks kind of like an average tall, gangly white guy when they interviewed him, <laughs> as where uh, Wes Welker looked like a super fit, just kind of white guy who like. You just could tell worked out. So I think that's why Mike said that, Ben. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that insult or why that, I put that stank on there. But moving I, on, to keeping with the boomer bust theme, will Alan Lazard, that's right, Alan Lazard for Decky Chark, have a quiet week like he did for his entire career <laughs> leading up to week three, or boom, like he did, in week three. Ben, you're up first. Uh, I think it's going to be fairly muted. Um, despite the fact that Atlanta has a good offense, which means Rodgers could throw more, uh, Rodgers always has so many weapons. And that, that's the problem when you pick a, a Green Bay receiver is, you know, am I going to get three points or am I going to get 30 points you know, week to week? So, uh, you know, they, they give him 10 points projected. I, I see under that. I see single digits. Mike? I believe in statistics, and I think what he did last week is a statistical anomaly. I see. I agree with Ben 100%. He is not going to do what he did last week just because for two reasons. Number one, just looking at a traditional bell curve, he was way out on the right last week. I think he's going to fall back to the middle, which ESPN is projecting with 10 points here. And I don't uh, – I, I, point number two – if he does have a good week again, the defense is going to key into him. And so he's just, I think he's going to get shut down for the virtue of mean reversion with mathematics and just by the fact that that's how the NFL works. So I 100% agree with Ben here. 
All right, before my last question, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, Vanessa, sorry, my computer went black for a second. Your kicker sustained a groin injury last week, so you may want to replace, uh, Mike, we figure out how to pronounce his name, Young Hu Q. You may want sure. to replace him going into this week, <clears throat> but keep an eye on that. Okay, but seriously, the final question here is, so the respective defenses here is Molly's Rams defense that special teams going against the New York Giants, who uh, <clears throat> a blog that I follow labeled both New York football teams as human rights violations, <laughs> is projected oh. to get nine points. Okay, so a reminder that the New York Giants have not figured out their offensive line. They have a quarterback that fumbles the ball a lot. He has definitely some talent, but they're they're lacking weapons. Saquon Barkley is out for the rest of the year. And the Rams have Aaron Donald and the best corner of the game. So keep that in mind. And then the 49ers defense, who is just utterly depleted by injury, is going against a Philadelphia team which, as I said, their quarterback seems lost. Their offensive line is absolutely decimated by injury. Their receiving core is... I don't even know who it is anymore. It's essentially Zach Ertz, like it was last year, where everyone's hurt. So that being said, which one of these defenses do you think will have a bigger game? The one going against the traditionally, and who you expect to be bad offense, or the Philadelphia offense, who has not always been terrible, but has been, they played for a tie against the Bengals last week. <laughs> so bearing that in mind, Ben, please give us who you think will be, well, give us the offense you think will be worse. <laughs> Let's do it that way. Philadelphia. Um, yeah. And I, I don't have a particularly great reason for that. I mean, you know, there, there's, they got the uh, the Sunday night game, uh, you know, the national televised. They're they're very similar offenses historically, and um, so I think you pose a pretty good question. But yeah, I would go with Philly's going to bust, and Forty ers going to get some points. Mike, I believe both teams are going to suck this week: the Giants <laughs> and the Eagles. Teeter. Yeah, but no, let, I'm going to be decisive here. I'm going to actually give my opinion on this. I don't want to flake down the middle. I think the Rams are going to outperform the 49ers here because traditionally when when the Eagles do well, I mean, let's, let's look back through history here. Carson Wentz got the Eagles to the Super Bowl, even though Big Dick Nick took over <laughs> at some point. Like – the, the, the Eagles can do well when it seems like they want to almost. But I, the Giants, I just don't believe, as you well put, no, they don't have the weapons to perform. So I think that the Rams are going to outperform here. And that's also a, a bit of, uh, of fan love for Aaron Donald because uh, he is just, just wonderful. I mean, I, I, think he, um, I think that he is – I think he is a Hall of Famer. I, I love the way that he plays. He he plays the way that Donkey Kong Sue used to, but without the hate. Like he he's just one of those players that you just love to watch to play because 
you, you kind of fear for the quarterback here. And as you said, Noel, the quarterback of the Giants is prone to fumbling. He's prone to making mistakes. So uh, I humbly disagree with Benjamin here. I, I disagree with the jackhammer. Um, I think the Rams are going to do a little bit better this week. I don't think it's going to be a huge difference. I'm not talking like 20 to 10. I'm talking like 13 to 9. I don't think it's going to be a monster. Di- Both teams suck, let's be honest here, the Giants <laughs> and the uh, Eagles. But I think the Rams are going to do better here. One last question. I know we've, we've kind of gone position by position here, but if you were Molly, because she has three tight ends in her roster, which is not like this is actually kind of a uh, good problem to have for her. She has George Kittle, who is going to play this week, but we don't know what he's going to look like. She has Jonu Smith, who might play this week, had an off week last week, but Mike, as you said in one of our previous podcasts, has been amazing. And Jimmy Graham, who looks like he's back from the dead, is right now slated to start, and had two touchdowns in that last game, both, I believe, from Big Dick Nick. So, not saying that you're giving Molly advice, but which tight end would you start knowing what you know right now? Not in a perfect world, but knowing what you know right now, Mike. I'm a statistics guy. Look at the look at the numbers. Jimmy Graham had a outsized game last week, and in the previous two, he scored 13 points total. So I don't think that Jimmy Graham is your guy. He's not the Jimmy Graham of the Saints when he was just absolutely studly, and you can just count on him to basically compete with Rob Gronkowski back then for being one or two at the end of the day. Now, if you look at the other guys, John o. Smith's game is postponed. I love him. I, I, I wish that I had him. But because of the fact that his game is postponed, you have that X factor that he may or may not play. So then, you know, quote-unquote, unfortunately, you have to fall back on a guy like George Kittle, who last year was absolutely studly. So, and especially since he's the night game, you get a little bit of a reprieve, so you might be able to make some decisions here especially if the pittsburgh tennessee games ultimately ends up being played but if it were me if it were my team george kittle would be on the starting roster ben second now um less analysis but uh you know i i, I don't trust jimmy graham you know since years ago yeah. and you know smith is just you know, too much of a question mark so you know, good problem to have put in Kittle as your backup. Totally, totally. Yeah, I I know I didn't I asked myself a question here. Uh, I am the moderator. Damn it. Um, but no, no, hey, hey, no, hey, no. Hey, I'm talking. No, listen, I, I, you guys, we got to stop talking over each other. We can't get any words in that way. Shut up, Ben. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, the 49ers do design plays to get the ball in Kittle's hands in space for big plays. So I like that, and Mike, as you said, like that can be tough from a kind of stats perspective because if, if he's not getting as many targets, but when his targets are effective, that's a huge thing. But uh, I, I really appreciate you both uh, obliging me there with my way too many questions. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we spent like as much time on this one game. So all the other combined. <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> They no, were, no, 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 no. That's what I wanted. No, so you're, I wanted. you're an, an analyst, damn it. it yeah, I, I was going to say about tight ends in general, like, it's always funny. Like, So you get those those top three, and you know, they get you those double-digit points. And outside of that, you're just, like, you're just spinning the wheel and praying. Let's be honest. 
Yeah, because in the tight end position, if you don't own one of the top guys, it's just like, who cares? Because there's a massive difference between the top guys. Unlike kickers where, like, the top guy gets nine points on average, and then the worst guy gets, like, eight. So it's not that huge of a deal. But in the tight end position, it is night and day. So, no, I I, I don't mind at all that we spent a little bit more time on this game. Just because I enjoyed um, being kind of on on your side of the table here. So, Ben, next week, if you're able to join us, I'm going to ask you to take the reins. I'm going to ask you to take the reins and have Noel and I analyze the game and just go nuts. So, gentlemen, we have talked review. We have talked preview. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our Mile High Champions League this evening? uh, Yes. Make 2020 end, please. Yes. Here, here. Um, I think we all agree with that, Ben. Uh, none of us are sorcerers, so we can't really move the clock forward. Shit. But I will go to the library and see if I can find books on sorcery without being laughed out this time. So hopefully I can do that and we'll be able to just kind of fast forward to 2021 and uh, we can all go back to Disneyland. So, all right, parting shots here. Ben, anything else you want to say? Rock and fucking roll. Good job. Noel, anything else you want to say? I'm good. Thank you, sir. Roger that. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we have a lot of fun. We hope you did as well. Thank you so much for listening, and Noel, please send us out. Go Broncos with starting quarterback Brett Ripton Ripon. Matthew Hart Ripon. Or possibly Blake Bortles. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening, everybody.